Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back here in the beautiful East Boston studios of CLNS Media. Guys, what about Kawhi Leonard? Uh, he is maybe, after LeBron James, one of the fascinating, more intriguing stories of this offseason. He could wind up still in L.A. with the Lakers and LeBron, or he could wind up with the Sixers. I, and maybe there's an outside chance with the Celtics. Where does Kawhi wind up, most likely, Jeff? It's a great question. I mean, I think it's one of those three places, just because you're, you're not going to get Kawhi unless you're a contender. You're not going to roll the right. dice on him, ultimately, unless you're a right. contender or you're L.A., which is his preferred destination. Um, there are a lot of factors that go into it here. You know, again, if you're Philly or Boston, do you think you have a chance to keep him beyond right. a year? You just watch what happened with Oklahoma City and Paul George, and it worked out mm -hmm. in a sense. I mean, they didn't win, but ultimately they kept Paul George sure. there when they nobody thought. Him. Yeah, nobody thought he would stay. So does that give you a little bit? Yeah, but, again, how much are you willing to give for a guy that – isn't physically right and isn't mentally right. We're not right. sure well, yeah. he's physically right yet. Yeah, well, obviously, if he was physically right, he probably would have played at the end of the year. Right. Um, and he didn't. And and this is a kid who, listen, if there's been one thing about Kawhi that, that, that it's always been about, it's, it's work ethic and team. Mm -hmm. And right now people are kind of questioning that. It, right. Certainly his former teammates are. That's that's what gets me is, like, I don't think any of us know – enough about this kid i mean nobody does he, he, yeah. he's yeah. so closed yeah. off right yeah. i mean this was a very uncharacteristic season for him based on what all the things you just mentioned and if you're danny Ainge, you look at your roster that you've spent however many years since you, the trade of brooklyn to to build and you literally are right there now we just talked about lebron you know going out west and now the celtics have you know a pretty damn good shot to get to the nba finals why do you risk blowing that up for a guy that you then need to convince to stay, and that don't forget when they. Did you worry about Philly getting him? So here's sure, the deal. but even if let's right. say they get him, that doesn't that doesn't automatically tell me that Philly's better than Boston. I think that I think that makes them a lot more competitive with Boston because I still put Boston ahead of them. But don't forget, Ainge wasn't going to trade for Garnett until he got that commitment. So why why would that change now? Well, first of all, I, I think the team that winds up with him is the team that's most desperate. And to me, that's easy. It's the 76ers. Sure. They lost out on LeBron. They actually used maybe planning that out there with his agent um, that they'd go after Kawhi and mm -hmm. maybe that would lure LeBron. Didn't work out, obviously, uh, in terms of the LeBron angle. Uh, but with the Sixers, they have the pieces to overspend for Kawhi, and I think the Spurs know that, and to me that's, you know, it has to work on both ends. The Spurs have to, if they're going to trade away Kawhi and move on from him, 
uh, they have to know that they're going to get a great package in return. And the Sixers, I think, are the team most likely willing to overspend if they if they can keep Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yeah, you're obviously not moving either one right. of them. And if you're the Celtics, who are you moving at the end of the day? I mean, I would personally, I would trade Jalen Brown in a deal for Kawhi if I know he's going to stay here. And, I, and I'm able to look at his medicals and everything with his quad seems okay. I would trade Jalen Brown. I would trade him and Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart after you sign him and a first-round pick. There's one name that you're not dealing. No, I'm not touching Jason Tatum for anybody other than Anthony Davis. And there's one other I was thinking of. Kyrie. See, I I probably wouldn't because, again, I don't think you're winning at all with Terry Rozier as your starting point guard. That's why I wouldn't trade Kyrie. Kyrie, the bottom line is – Kyrie's still an elite, elite sure. scorer. Sure. So I, I, I wouldn't trade Kyrie. I, I'd keep Kyrie. I roll the dice that he stays here beyond next year. Uh, but the one I would, I would get value. I think his peak value right now is Jalen Brown. Maybe yeah. not peak, but certainly much higher than you ever thought it would be. Yeah. With Kyrie and Kawhi, I just think you've got a better chance of keeping Kyrie because of the relationship you've already, but the re- relationship you've already built. And I, I think you know trading a superstar for another superstar, I, and then learning you know yeah. getting all acclimated all over again. Right. I just don't know if that's a point guard. Counterproductive. Think, Danny's you know not I mean? going to do that. And look, Danny did say he didn't foresee any major right. trades coming right. this summer. And sometimes that's GM speak. Sometimes that's Danny speak. But in this case, I think he he's legit. I think he's being straightforward there. I do too. I don't think I think he knows he doesn't have to do anything. Right. But if the price falls low enough. How do you not go after Kawhi and roll the dice that you have a chance to maybe beat Golden State this year? I mean, could you for- think about that starting five, right? If you trade Jalen Brown in a deal for Kawhi and your starting five is Kyrie, Kawhi, Hayward, Tatum, Horford, with Rozier off the bench as your sixth man. Fig- you know, figure the rest out, Baines, whatever, Tice coming back, whatever it is, you like your chances with your six against Golden State six. Oh, for sure. And, and I agree. I think Brown is tradable under the right circumstances. I'm not just going to do a rent to Kawhi, though, because I just think that's too much. But do you have t- confidence, though, that if Kawhi was here for a year, that Brad Stevens could find a way, boy wonder, could find a way to keep him here long term <laughs> yeah, I mean, just because yes. he knows how to deal with people better than anybody I've ever met as a coach at any level in any sport? I would say... I would. I don't think anyone would have a better chance than he would. But I still don't know if Kawhi's just dead set in L.A. and, and that's yeah. it. And I, th- like I said, the kid's a little bit of a wild card. I don't know what's going on in his head, so Nobody it's too does. big of a risk for me. But I agree, not touching Tatum. Wherever Kawhi Leonard winds up could dictate how the Eastern Conference or the NBA competitively winds up this year. Fellas, listen up. There are only a select few of us who can pull off being bald. The rest of us, well, we got to make sure that mop stays on as long as possible up there. So, how do we do that? How do we prevent that receding hairline? 4hims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness mm-hmm, for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. And they know that nobody has time to go to the doctor, so they cut that out, those awkward visits. See you later. Just answer a few questions online, and you are good to grow, if you know what I mean. I've got a couple friends who signed up, and they absolutely love the hair products. So listen up. If you order now, my listeners will get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today while supplies last. you got to see the website for the full details, but just know this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. 
Go to forhims.com slash report. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash report. Forhims.com slash report. Do it. All right, we're here in the sunny studios, East Boston, headquarters of CLNS Media. And you know what, guys? This feels like Hollywood. Why do I bring that up? <laughs> That's because LeBron James is now off to Hollywood, of course, the Lakers. And uh, LeBron James reaching an agreement uh, Sunday night, four years, $154 million. What does this mean for the Celtics? I think, guys, it's clear that the Celtics are now the number one favorite in the Eastern Conference by far. Jimmy? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, if maybe if LeBron came this way, he, would, he wouldn't have felt the need to go to L.A. But he is there. He's out of the East uh, for the first time in his career, the Celtics. Seemingly, you would say now, if LeBron is your arch nemesis and you're you know, the, the guy that's always getting in the way, well, now you kind of feel like you've got a pretty clear path to the NBA Finals. Now, obviously, people are going to say, well, the goal isn't to get to the NBA Finals, it's to win it. But you want to put yourself in a position to get there and then anything can kind of happen. So I think... In that sense, the Celtics have a, an easier path today than they did before free agency started. Jeff? I, I don't know if I'd call it clear, but, but certainly they're, they're the favorite right now mm-hmm. because you're bringing back uh, Kyrie and Hayward to a team that already beat the Sixers, and the Sixers probably don't look much different unless Markel Fultz takes a huge step forward. You know, bring back <laughs> Redick. Or four steps. Yeah, four steps, or he learns how to shoot the ball again. <laughs> that, would, that would be the first step. You say that step. about Ben Simmons. You realize that, Jeff. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, listen, it depends how these young guys work. You know, like who, who takes the, the, the step, and, and is it Simmons? Is it Embiid staying healthy? But certainly the Celtics look better on paper uh, as long as they gel together. I think they're the clear – again, clear, uh, uh, they're not the clear favorite. <laughs> they're the favorite. No, How's right, that? Right. They're I mean, the favorite. Anything yeah. can happen from now until then, and we yeah. get that. But, I mean, let's be real. They, they already beat the Sixers without Kyrie. They beat him without Hayward. They're getting those two guys back. Assume they're healthy, right? Let's just assume that they'll be at least 90% of what they were. Who knows about Hayward, I guess. But and Kawhi. We, Kawhi's still the, the, the deal here right. that could shift everything. Sure. Okay. All, all bets are off if, he, if he's obviously – if he obviously shows up in, in Philadelphia out of nowhere, um, I still would – that would be wild to me. If, Guys, I think it was a lot of hype, and, and understandably so, when the season ended, when Golden State wrapped up their third title in four years, beating LeBron again, um, to think, well, maybe the Celtics are in on LeBron. I think that was pure hype. Ridiculous. The that Sixers, was, however – That was awesome. <laughs> The Sixers, however, Jeff, were very much in on LeBron and wanted him badly, sure. built a lot of their or their offseason uh, management around it, how they're going to handle the roster, and you even had people thinking, well, if they get Kawhi there, that'll bring LeBron there. Yeah, I mean, that was their goal. And you wonder how much Colangelo leaving either helped or right. hurt it. Because now you've got management that really is a management with, with Brett Brown kind of running – running things, but they don't really have a GM. So you wonder, did that matter to LeBron? Probably not. I mean, listen, everybody kind of knew LeBron was either going to L.A. or, or staying in Cleveland, and I think ultimately the dysfunction with, with he and Dan Gilbert mm-hmm. was huge and him deciding to go to L.A., along with a, a lot of other factors, you know, one being future and, right. and what he can do down the road after he finishes playing basketball. Yeah, I think going to L.A., I mean, it, it's a business decision too, right? I mean, let's be real. I mean, Los Angeles is the place to be. You know, he's going to be King LeBron out there. He's going to, you know, kick it with all the celebrities. Not that he doesn't now to an extent, but Cleveland, L.A., I mean, there's a big difference there. I think, on the other hand, though, everything they do in L.A., the Lakers, it's magnified. It's going to be magnified. We're going to know every little thing that goes on with that team, behind the scenes even. I, I really don't know how much of that can be can, 
I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, it's all entertainment. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see how he reacts to that. Look, I don't think the players and coaches necessarily are going to, quote-unquote, miss LeBron. But as a foil, I think the fans in Boston are going to miss having that rivalry. Do you not agree? Oh, huge, huge. But I think, again, as long as you have Celtic Sixers, and, and maybe it can go back to the days of the 80s, because last year it wasn't it wasn't a real rivalry when they played each other. Right. I mean, they were missing major pieces. But, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, when I was growing up, that was it. Celtic Sixers Absolutely. was the precursor to Celtics Lakers. To me, it was just as big, you know, Moses Malone and Andrew Tony and Mo Cheeks and all these guys. Dr. I mean, J. It was awesome. Right. So I, I hope it gets back See, to that. The thing is, LeBron's a transcendent figure, and there isn't that tra- transcendent figure now, I, I think, in the Eastern Conference. No. That immediately comes to mind. But there's only one of those. No. There's only one of those in the NBA right now. Kevin Durant's not transcendent no. figure. He's not. I mean, he's a great player, right. maybe the best scorer of our era, but he's still not at the level of LeBron in terms of the cachet that he brings in every time he steps on the court. No, there's nobody else like LeBron in terms of like a polarizing figure. When the Celtics, there's so much history there, and that's why Celtics fans didn't like the idea of him coming to Boston because they've spent their entire lives hating him. Hating him. <laughs> so now you can only, you really can only hate him twice a year. You know, against the Lakers, home one home one away. It's probably going to be the Christmas game. So really, how much hatred can you really have on Christmas Day, right? Um, but <laughs> to me, you'd be if, surprised. If I'm a Celtics fan, I'm I'm definitely bummed that. You're not able to be, you know, you don't have the opportunity to hate him as much as you used to. Well, I think it's pretty unanimous here among us three that LeBron is gone. The Celtics figure to be the king of the Eastern Conference.